Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. In 2014, after leading St. Leo University to its best season ever, Coach Nikki Jesse made one of the hardest decisions of her life. She stepped down as the head coach. Why did she do it? And what has drawn her back? Well, stay tuned to find out. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the TeamSnap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule's ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com winning for more information. Coach Nikki Jesse didn't regret her decision to step down as head coach at St. Leo University after leading the women's program to its best season ever. There were stressors taking a toll on her and her family, and she felt called to focus on her daughter. Fast forward a few years, though, and she was leading a group in her home as they explored God's will for your life. Then came a realization. Nikki Jesse still felt drawn to coach. But there were so many questions and roadblocks and challenges, especially since her husband was the head coach at the University of Tampa, and she was mindful of opportunities that would take her too far from home. So what did Coach Nikki do? She prayed. I won't spoil it for you, but I'm excited for you to hear part four of our conversation with Coach Nikki Jesse when she tells her powerful story of returning to the sidelines and what she would tell parents and young athletes today. Let's get to it. What brought you back to leading a program again? I know you took some time off, you know, from being the head coach and what's brought you back now? Well, during that time, I, I'm at a Christian school. I'm obviously Christian and uh, this is definitely a God thing. I was leading a life group at my house and we we're just studying God's will for our life. And I uh, I remember telling everyone, I was like, and we we're trying to talk about like things, struggles we we're going through. And I was like, I just feel like I'm supposed to be coaching. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work because we're not going to move because Tom's great, you know, loves where he's at. I didn't want to move our daughter. And I'm like, I just supposed to be doing something more. Like I just felt so unsettled. And uh, I remember I was literally standing in the shower praying. I was like, you know, God, if you want, I said, I really want to coach. I said, please open a door for me to coach. I said, and if you don't want me to coach, just take the desire away. I was like, because I don't know anything else, and I don't have any idea what you want me to do. Well, literally the next day, the athletic director at Warner called me, wow. and there had been an article in the newspaper, and I, I'm not like in the newspaper all the time, but had just gotten, uh, I hadn't been inducted yet, but I was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame at Rollins. And there was an article in the newspaper, and the AD at Warner saw it and knew I was still out there available to coach and called me. And it was crazy. I drive an hour to get to work, and I don't mind it at all. Like, I, I love where I'm at, and I think it's definitely where I'm supposed to be. And it's, it's a struggle at times, but it's the hardest job I've ever taken over. But 
I love my team and stuff, and I can't stress enough that I really have no other gifts but coaching, so I'm very thankful that this happened. Oh, that's great, Coach. Coach, you talked about your daughter, and I mean, come on. She's got two parents who are head coaches at college. You're telling me she loves basketball. How in the world do you guys manage that so you don't put too much pressure on her and just overload her with information? (laughs) We just, I guess we've been around it so long and seen so many parents do the wrong thing, and like, we're not trying to live through our daughter. Like, Mm. I don't. I'm happy with what I've been able to accomplish. Tom is happy with it. We want her to find her own way. And we have said from the very beginning, like she has been pretty much every final four with us. She has experienced stuff. She was traveling with me recruiting when she was, you know, one year old. And so she's experienced a lot of stuff. But we've said from the very beginning, like we, she tried other sports and stuff. And I've said constantly, she actually just told me about a month ago to stop saying it but I was like you can quit anytime you want like if this is not what you want to do like if you don't like it or love it I said don't feel like you have to play nope. for us and she finally said I love it mom please stop saying that so I told her I wouldn't say that anymore we honestly don't unless like we'll talk to her a little bit about it but she's a pretty funny kid and I remember we we're it was probably within the last six months she was in the back of the car and she had some kind of epiphany and we're both, I think we were coming for one of her games and she was like, you know, I just realized y'all both coach college basketball. I should probably listen to what you say. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, really? Yes, you should. But we just talked to her a lot about, I'm like, you don't ever have to be the best player. I said, but you have to be the best player you can be. Yeah. And like, if you're not, I said, if you just want to play for fun, I said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, having fun with it in high school, if that's what you want to do. I was like, but if you want to play in college, I said, you're going to have to figure out a work ethic. And she has slowly started to figure that out. Like she shoots on her own in the driveway and she does, she, you know, will ask us to work with her before she really didn't want us to work with her because we would actually correct her and she didn't want to be corrected. So She's gotten to that point now that I really think the key is, you know, we have a lot of information we can share with her, but she has to be ready to receive that information. So we kind of just wait and see and kind of, you know, see what she needs and stuff. But I also don't, I don't say a word to her at her games. You know, I'll I'll clap and stuff sometimes, but I, I try not to put any extra pressure on her. And I want, and I, the first thing I say both of us after the game is that she played great and we love watching her play. And if she wants information, we'll, you know, we'll tell her, but, you know, and she'll say normal stuff like, oh, that ref was bad or this or that. And we just correct her on that and say, hey, they're all bad. You know, they're doing the best they can. They're, they're bad both ways. It's not like they're just picking on you. And, you know, it is what it is. And that's another thing you have to overcome too. So we just try to help her with not making excuses too. Last two questions that I ask all my guests. What's one message you have for youth sports parents today? Stop coaching them. Stop yelling at them in the stands. Stop yelling at officials. Stop yelling at coaches. Sit there and just enjoy it and be a fan and cheer for everybody, not just your kid. Yeah. Love it, coach. Simple and sweet. 
What's one message you try to instill in kids who look up to you? You know, this the standout player, a highly accomplished coach. You know, I know you're a huge advocate for women getting into coaching. So the young people who look up to you, what would you tell them? I, I think, and I, I tell my players this all the time too, like you're always going to have somebody that looks up to you. So you have to, and real quick, I was dating this guy when I was at Florida and I, you know, I played like 30 minutes, some games and 30 seconds, most games, you know, I didn't play. It was sporadic. And I remember like not feeling great about myself after a game. And there's a bunch of little girls there, like always that wanted an autograph. And my boyfriend was waiting for me and I just walked right by them and to see him. And he gave me this lecture and it wasn't, I was telling my team about this the other day. It wasn't that I was just a jerk. I, I was like, why would they want my autograph? Like, why would they, even I'm not that great. And I remember him telling me, and he made me go back and I signed their autographs. And he was like, they look up to you. You're a role model for them. And so the biggest thing for me is like, just with any kid, like you're going to make your own mark. Just remember that you're a role model for somebody. And just because somebody says that you can't do something doesn't, it just means they can't do it. Doesn't necessarily mean that you can't. And I think especially I definitely have on fire for female athletes like just and coaches like you know you think about what pat summit did like tennessee wasn't even on the map when she took over she was just the ga and she left you know that program as one of the greatest ever and their gym is you know arena is packed like i kind of laugh when people even here i'm like we're gonna pack our gym out like we're gonna do this and that like you know, we can bring in as much money as the men, like we can do all these things. And I think a lot of times people settle into what the world tells them they are or what they can do. So I really, especially as little kids, like you want to go play in college, make it happen. Like, you know, there's nothing holding you back. Well, Coach, I had so much fun talking to you. You are an incredible inspiration. Uh, Definitely will be tracking you and your program and all the best. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and my video series, Model Student Athlete, are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches in youth sports who are making a positive impact impact on young student athletes and we want to recognize Haley Speed, the director of operations for the Seton Hall women's soccer team, a youth coach for STA in New Jersey and an Olympic development coach of the 2010 Eastern New York girls. Last year, she was named to the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 class. Congratulations, Haley. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.